Amen. God is good. And all the time? That is right. Let's invite the children up, and we're going to pray for you before you head out to your special time of Children's Church. Hey, everybody. Your shirt says hello. I have to say hello back. Do you notice that? Her shirt says hello. <laughs> All right, let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for your life that, that has been filling us each and every day. Lord, we thank you that at school and with our friends and in our homes playing with, with people that we love, that you give us so much. You give us so much to be thankful for. Thank you for everything, especially now that we get to go and have this time with our friends in Children's Church. We pray over Miss Hanya that you would help her also have a joyful time working with uh, your love in the lives of these children. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Let's, let's clap for them as they leave. And yay, kids. We love you guys. Welcome uh, officially to worship here, River of the Valley. Uh, some of you were able to be with us yesterday for our uh, impact event that we did here. Christy, Pastor Christy is actually today over on the other side of the street in Woodland Hills doing a presentation for impact today. So she's there doing this, and that's why she's not here with us. She wanted me to say thank you to everybody that helped out that day and did so much to make this a success. Thank you, thank you, thank you. She wanted to make sure that you received that for all that you offered. So thank you so much. It was wonderful to see this room filled with people from all over uh, Southern California, and it, it also was a blessing to have so many speakers, pastors, missionaries here in the sanctuary via Zoom or, or actually here live. So thank you, and, and we'll do this again another time, and you can be geared up and excited for the next round and how that shapes out. Also, we want to be um, letting you know about an event coming up October 30. Hey, so, Arthel, would you come up? And, Sav, would you come up? So, on October 30th, we are going to be uh, co-hosting an event here on campus, which uh, is going to be a night of faith and fall for the family. It's going to be out here in the parking lot. We're going to do some things to celebrate the changing of seasons and the goodness of God and giving thanks already as we head into that season. We'll have some pumpkins out there that people can decorate with uh, painting and the celebration of, of the goodness of uh, blessings of God in our lives. We'll have a little trunk retreat so kids that, can, that have um, uh, their, their costumes ready can come and, and enjoy that also. Uh, and it's a play for us to be connecting with our community. We're going to be also partnering with, with Family Rescue Center, which is why Savi's up here. And uh, so all of the different families also from the Rescue Center will be invited to come out to join us and our families out there. So there are some ways for us to get involved and volunteer in this. That's why I have them up here to share real quickly. First, I'll pass it over to the Family Rescue Center side, and then we'll pass it over to our health. Good morning, everybody. Uh it's great to see your faces. I'm so excited to uh, give some information about this uh, event that we're planning together. Uh, it'll be a great opportunity for us to provide uh, an environment, uh, a, a God-centered environment uh, for the families to celebrate during the fall. Uh, we know that 
families will want to do something for their children regardless of whether we do something or not. And so I think it's important for us to reclaim uh, October, to reclaim this time of the year, to not let the world take that away from us and uh, allow this uh, celebration to be something that we can uh, um, reach out to our community and, uh, and just provide a safe environment, um, a positive um, celebration, uh, and get to meet some of the families that we support through the Family Rescue Center. So many uh, people don't get the opportunity too often to uh, be there because of the time uh, and when we're serving them, which is mostly in the morning. Uh, but this will be a great chance for all of you to be there, to support our families, to get to um, engage in some uh, hopefully productive conversations, to watch over the children, to make sure that there is no uh, danger around for them. So that's a great opportunity for you to participate, as well as uh, maybe bring some candy, maybe uh, dress up. Uh, and this is also a great opportunity for you to uh, know how in the Family Rescue Center we are serving our community. We, over the past year, many things have changed, and so it is, is also a way for us to uh, reconnect and be able to ask the questions and say, hey, I wanna support with this, I wanna help out with this. And um, I just think it'll be a, a great evening for everybody, and I encourage you all to invite the people that uh, are in your uh, neighborhood, uh, the people in your family with uh, children or not, to just come and just have a good time with everybody. That sounds great. And how can we start preparing within our own church? Good morning, church. Um, let's, let's work together. I think we can make a big difference in this community. This is a great opportunity for us. If somebody um, wants to be a part of this, this, uh, this event, just let me know. Um, I take your names and your phone numbers. Uh, my wife, Juanita. Uh, let's, let's do it together. This is going to be so great for our community get the chance let's bless this uh, this this place is our church our community so let me know if you are you ready you come uh, you if you want to participate uh, like our brother said um, we had different ways to do it but let me know i'm taking you you your number uh, your phone number or my phone number my name anytime i want to be here all day uh, with my wife uh, juanita let us know let us know for sure they're gonna be so great for all our, our, our church. Thank you very much, both of you. Yes, we'll look forward to this. Yeah, one, one of the ways that you can begin thinking about uh, participating is to do the trunk or treat aspect. We need people that are willing to imagine a way to decorate the trunk of your car and you'll open it up and then all the kids can go around and have like a little Disneyland type experience out there. Um, and so if you have some creativity in you, if there's a creativity streak in you that's just waiting to come out, I know for the past year you haven't been able to let it out, this is your opportunity. You can have uh, whatever you want in the back there that's, that's family oriented and fun. Uh, that would be great for the kids. We're gonna move into the time now of our scriptures and the um, the key is that we allow the Lord to, to move our own understanding um, and to illuminate this time. So we need to pray to start. Would you pray with me? And Father, we give you this moment. 
We give you this moment asking that your very spirit would be here among us. And that as, as we open up your word and your scriptures that have been recorded, that you would be here in order that we might understand. Not simply something that comes into our brains, but something that would then descend into our hearts and forming us and reforming us so that we might better understand who you are, who we are, and to what we have been called. Ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen. We're going to be looking at today um, two different scriptures, and I'm going to read them up front, uh, and then I'm going to return to them as we go. But one of them is found in John 10.10. 10. I think I have my clicker here. Uh, John 10.10. 10. And it's, it reads this. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they might have life and have it abundantly. Okay, so that's Jesus from, his, from the Gospel of John. And then we also have this from Malachi 3, which we'll return to. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty. And see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. This is the word of the Lord, and we should give thanks to God. Your resources have God-sized purpose. Your resources have God-sized purpose. But if only, if only we truly knew this, or for some of us, if only we truly believed it, or for some of us, if only that belief that we have were to truly influence our thoughts and our actions. Your resources have God-sized purpose. However, if you notice over time what your heart and what your mind so naturally adhere to is a perspective or a paradigm or a mindset of scarcity. And this, this mindset of scarcity puts us into a cycle, and the cycle goes something like this. I struggle to earn even fight to earn, which I then need to accumulate or hoard, which I then must defend and protect. So this scarcity mindset takes us into this, into this cycle in which we are endlessly throughout our lives working, working down that line, microscopically daily, and then macroscopically macroscopically too. This is how our, the arc of our lives plays out. But does this end up being the life story that we want at the end, that simply we've, we've outlasted, we've simply made it there where, where what we have earned and accumulated and then, and then defended lasts until the very end? Is that the, the inspirational life story that, that that you want to look back on and say, yes, that's what my life has been about. The, <laughs> this cycle 
is more complex than that. But I think if you stripped it down, you'd see the fundamental reality. Something happened to us um, when the pandemic hit. Uh, we started to run out of a certain important item. Do you remember what that was? <laughs> yeah, toilet paper. So we, we would have our, we would, I, we would make our, our Costco runs and, and our store runs, and, and all of a sudden it was so important to see if there was any toilet paper because it had run out. And the whole world began to operate under this, this scarcity mindset. It was like um, going to Costco became something of a, of a SEAL mission, uh, like a tactical mission for anybody that was going there. You know, I, I, we were pretty close, I think, to people walking in with, with, with uh, war paint on their faces and walkie-talkies and binoculars looking for the toilet paper. And, Big mama, I have my eyes on the prize, my eyes on the prize. Operation TP is a go and like running and grabbing the toilet paper and running outside you know, with, with the walkie-talkie calling to your getaway car there in front of Costco. You know, have the engine going. I'm, <laughs> I have white gold in my hands. And jumping in the car and speeding away. You laugh, but that's what we were doing. That's what we were doing, right? Because of the scarcity mindset. This is something that um, runs more of our lives than I think we will, will pause to even consider. As I have strayed from the truth of this mindset, I've noticed in my own life that this cycle of earn, accumulate, defend, the cycle of fight, hoard, protect, of pushing all, overs, all others away so that I can be able to have what I think I need to, to, <laughs> to have for my future, what I've noticed in that is it just creates anxiety. Have you noticed that in your own life? that the, the, the threat of the scarcity of resources. And those resources are, we, we often think of them in, in three T's, time, talent, it's like your skills, what you're good at, and treasure, so the, the wealth, the financial resources that you have. When those become something that, that, that revolve around a scarcity mindset in your life, then each and every day becomes this, this anxiety-proving moment where you realize, I might not have enough. And then that drives you to work even harder. Jesus came and put a spoke in the wheel of this cycle. Jesus came, and as we have been revolving around this idea of scarcity, of earn, accumulate, defend, Jesus came, and he put a spoke into the wheel of that cycle. And, and part of his vision is that we as a church would be able to break from this and also uh, invite other people to break from this anxiety-proving lifestyle. His living example, his teaching his death, his resurrection, and then igniting the church, this place of his witness, are all the various parts of the story that we call the gospel. Are all the various parts of the story that we call the gospel. The gospel, a word from the Greek that is euangelion, which in English is transliterated God's spell or, or good message. This good message, this good story of the God is that he had come and he's put a spoke in the wheel of the scarcity mindset. And instead, what the Lord has done 
is, as we already read from Jesus' own words, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. That's humanity within scarcity. That's what you're driven to do when you feel like you're not going to have enough and you have to fight for what you need. But Jesus says, no, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Abundantly. That's the promise of Jesus. And this is not... I like to say, these are not my own promises or my own words that I give you. We're just all looking at these promises of Jesus together, that there is abundance rather than scarcity in the gospel. In this Malachi 3 passage, I want us to see the relationship, the relationship that Jesus so desired to offer us, but that's been there in, in, the, in the reality of God with humanity since the beginning. Look for the relationship here. God's saying, bring the whole tithe to the storehouse. So that's part of the resources, one of the T's, the treasure. A tenth of the treasure was of each person, your, your annual income, God was saying, is to be brought and to be used in the place, the community of his witness, the church. He says, test me in this. Test me. Push on me. Push on me. Like if you walked up to a wall and you put your hand on the wall, you'd be able to see really if that's... I remember one time I was at the carnival and I went into one of those fun houses of mirrors. Have you been in one of those? And, and what, what they do is they set up a, a whole labyrinth of mirrors, but when they begin reflecting off one another, you have no idea what's a wall and what's not. If you don't have your hands up as you go through, what happens? You hit your nose. Right. So you move through, you move through the labyrinth like this. It looks like a wall. Oh, my hand went right through it. It's not a wall. I keep going. Okay. The Lord is saying, I want you to test me. I want you to put your hand up and feel that I'm real. Okay, for many people, faith, Christianity, following Jesus is something more of a labyrinth of mirrors than a true relationship. Okay, this is one of the, this is one of the ways that God has given us to test his presence in our life, to push on that relationship, to push on the wall and feel it push back. Test me, God says, push on me in this. And see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. Abundance. Again, so Jesus comes and he, he is telling us that if we live in a scarcity mindset, it, re, it results in humanity turning in on itself. It results in darkness, in thieves, in, in, in murder, in destruction. But if we are able to push on that relationship and trust that there is abundance in God, then each of these resources that we have moves instead, instead of earn, fight for it, hoard it, defend it, instead we can move towards an abundance mindset. We replace those words with receiving first. 
you can step into the reality that everything you have is nothing that you have fought for, but rather is gift from God. You begin to think as you get those paychecks <laughs> that you have earned those. But how did you start working there in the first place? Who gave you the heart and the passions you have that led you to this particular employment? Who's given you that, that, that great brain in order to think and to work in your places of employment? Who opened the doors in the first place for you to enter and say yes to that, to that employment? See, the, the Lord's fingerprints are all over the resources that we have. And we need to return in thanksgiving with our resources, saying, yes, Lord, I, I recognize I have received these as a gift from you. So already in that first step, when we see the Lord's hand, we begin to move from getting resources and already, instead of this darkness and the trying to, trying to keep people out and, and building the moat around our castles, already it begins to change our point of view where we're entering into thanksgiving. And then instead of needing to think of how we hoard and wall up our resources, we can then begin instead to think about how we're called to steward our resources. How we're supposed to administer that which God has given us. This is, this is one of the great adventures of life and one in which we do enter into relationship with the Lord. We need to be strategic and thoughtful and intentional about the resources that the Lord's given us. Time is a resource we all share and so often misused. We begin to think under a scarcity mindset that we have to work 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We begin to think that with time, as we get older, that opportunities have, have left us. We know that there have been times where things have left unsaid in relationships. Now, because the person is no longer with us, we've lost the opportunity to say them. We come to end of life, and we begin to see that there is this finite end coming, and it can fill us with both regret and anxiety. That's all living within a scarcity mindset. One of the greatest gifts the gospel has for us, this good story, is that when Jesus supposedly used up all the resource of time, when he was crucified, dead, and buried, scarcity did not hold him down. In the abundance, in the abundance of the gospel, Jesus is called back to life. He laid his life down. He takes it back up again. And he proves that even with time, even with that resource that seems so fleeting in our lives, that even time itself is not to be understood as a, as, as a resource of scarcity, but rather of abundance. We have an eternity ahead of us in which all of those things that we believe to have lost are waiting. So we can use our daily lives now, not trying to not acting out of this impulse and this anxiety 
to get done what can only be done in this limited amount of time. We can use our lives like, like Jesus himself or like Paul. We can use our lives to be spreading as witnesses to this gospel, even at the expense of losing opportunities because we can trust that the goodness of God, all that is waiting for us, as Paul would say, an inheritance in heaven. Apply this to your time. Apply this to your, uh, to your talents, to the things that God has given you that you are naturally good at or that you have developed in you. The ask of the Lord is that we would return, we would return these resources, a portion of it, to being his witness as a body of faith. So time, your talents, what you're good at, and your treasure, your resources, these are all ways the Lord is saying, if we, if, if we can administer those well, if we can administer those well, where, where they're a blessing for us, for the people in our family and those who are responsible for, and also bring a portion of that into the witness of his community of faith. He says, test me on this. Push on it and see what happens. Push on it and see what happens. But he was here yesterday and spent his whole day <laughs> serving up at that computer during the impact event. And I like to think, I like to believe that there is blessing in that in a way that he wouldn't have had otherwise. He tithed time and talent yesterday to the witness of the gospel. Now, he probably could have sat at home, and I'm not sure what he would have done instead. You're not really a video gamer, are you? You are? So maybe you would have spent your whole day in front of a TV with a remote in your hand. Okay, and that would have been a very different experience, a very different blessing for you and others. I want you to think today, I think what the Lord's calling us, think about your time, think about what you're good at or what, what you can offer in terms of who you are. Think about your resources and consider if we were living with an abundance mindset that we have received these things, we steward them well, and then instead of guarding them, protecting them, hoarding them for the future, we then can share them. They begin to be blessings in our lives, but also designed to be blessings, the lives of others. Then you'll be able to test and see if, when you put your hand up on the wall of God, if in fact there's something pushing back. If in fact this invisible spiritual reality of God in our lives is not some funny mirror, but rather is a living and active presence in your life. Test it. Enter into this next season and test it. Put your hand on the wall and test it. Commit yourself just to a season of tithing your time, your talents, your treasure. Commit to a season in order for yourself to push and, and see where God is in your life. May the Lord bless each of you and inspire your hearts to do this. Let's pray. Father, we're grateful that your call upon us is to, is to be in relationship with you, is to know that you are there and to experience that. Lord, we've heard today about, about giving resources into your community of witness, of sharing what you have given to us. Lord, I pray that as we enter into this next moment of worship, 
that you would continue speaking to us, helping us see that time, helping us see our, our, our finances, helping us see our, our, our abilities that we could be offering to the witness of your gospel. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. We're moving to our time of offering. We have um, the box here if you want to use that. Also a time for you to be, again, thinking of this. Thinking of this message and what it is the Lord has given you. What have you received that now you can steward and share?